Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 371. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. The MMA Roadshow is actually on the road, <laughs> not together, but on the road in the same city, and I'm just proud to be a guest here with you, Cold Coffee. Well, you know, if if, if I had to have a, a regular longtime guest on my show, I'm, I'm proud to have you be that longtime regular guest. Well, thank you, sir. I really appreciate it's it. It's almost like this is part yours. <laughs> UFC 274 is what we're covering this week, but we got a lot to talk about. There's a whole bunch of MMA going on, but let's just, first, can we talk about revisiting the Cornish Pasty Shop? Now, listen. Oh, yes. I was going to say, say this, this feels like we're on the road as well. It feels like a familiar place. If the name sounds familiar to you, it might not. I, I will say we're in much better condition than we were <laughs> last time we were here. Uh, I, I, the last time we happened to come into this wonderful facility, which, by the way, I recommend if you're in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. I believe this is this is considered downtown, Yeah, right? this is downtown. Okay. If you're right, in, right on Monroe Street? If you're on downtown Phoenix, Arizona, uh, shout out to to the man Jose Youngs who recommended this as a place to, to come check out. It was a great place last time. We were several more frosty beverages into the night that last time. It's funny because I was trying to remember. I was like, wait, we taped here? <laughs> That would explain to you how far into the night we were with the frosty beverages. I, I, I vaguely remember taping here because I remember we ate some stuff and I remember we were in that little table in the corner. But then all I remember is eating the food and drinking beer, <laughs> not actually, like not actually like, about MMA, like talking like about MMA. sitting in a public area with a headset on and some recording equipment. I feel like we're more in a public area today because there's not as many people. It's a little earlier in the yeah. day today. We just wrapped up media day and. I think we thought, hey, let's go ahead and, you know, get this thing. Since we're done, since we're done with our work early, let's get it done, and then maybe we can uh, enjoy a few well, frosty beverages I feel like there. we should break the news about how uh, a, a, a place that was close to our oh. heart is no longer around oh. here. Oh. I'll let you say this ad words. Listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. We came really, really close, both of us. We were informed individually of this breaking news uh, at separate times. And come to find out, we both had similar reactions, which was uh, to call the travel agent and check, is my flight refundable? <laughs> is Can I potentially cancel my trip without financial ramifications? And, of course, at that time, they said, well, no, sir, of course, you've, it's too close. And, 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 and then both of us actually thought, well... It's not that much money. Is it worth eating? Is it worth it? Eating the cost? I mean, because... Hooters <laughs> has been closed after, what, 30-something 30 years? 36 years, I think That was a staple. Oh, now, listen. That was a staple of the MMA Roadshow visits to Phoenix. And, and, and let's... I mean, look. It's Hooters, right? As, as we've kind of joked. And no offense if you're a big Hooters fan or if you happen to work at Hooters I or mean, any I'm of those things. I'm a big Hooters fan. Well, who doesn't like a good... Well, I was going to say pair of Hooters. That's not even clever. That's just... I mean, I just like the breaded wings. The breaded wings. You and, gotta get some breaded the, wings the, every now and, and then. And the beers on tap. But listen, here's the thing: is I like there anything about else? Why, why else do people go there? We don't go there for the women. I mean, it doesn't hurt, but that's not why we go there. We go, at least me personally, I go there because I can order a frosty pitcher, yep, a cold beverage, and they just bring it right there, no hesitations asked. They drop that little, you know, old school. They used to put the ice bag in there. Then they got the the pitchers that had the core of ice in it, you know, and just keeps that beer ice cold. It's right there, so you know. It makes me feel a little less 
self-conscious about having to ask for more and more and more frosty beverage because I could just keep refilling my own glass. It's, it's like a no-judgment zone. It's a no-judgment zone. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why I like it. And it was right around the corner from all where all the, the – you know, we've used a couple different hotels down here as host hotels, but they're all basically in the same area. Yep. And it was, it was, it was you know, central to all of them. And it would seem like, you know, you would kind of run it. You'd, you'd post up at Hooters, and, you know, people would drift in. They'd drift out. Then other people would drift in, and they'd drift out. And next thing you know, me and Cole Coffee have been at Hooters for like seven hours, and we've had some you know groups of friends show up and then leave, and other groups of friends show up and leave. And, and you end up getting to see a whole lot of people in one night because you just stayed in one place and drank the whole time, and it's close. After, and what did Jose say? Something like 30-something years it had yeah, been there? Yeah, like 36 years. Gosh. I mean, I mean, there's something about be, being served beer with a nice – you know, service with a smile. You know, like you go there, they were they were always happy, they were smiling. Were they, they were they perky? Was that they the, were, 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 they <laughs> were perky, if you will. Perky attitudes. Perky attitudes. <laughs> and uh wholesome, just you know, well well rounded individuals. Mm, yes. And a, a variety uh, of interests, so to speak. Variety of interests. Uh but no, I mean it's you know, it's like one of those places it was just silly, but it, it became a staple. In fact, I had already talked to some other media, I was like, dude. I can't tell you what's going to be happening in Phoenix outside of, like, the fight week. I was like, but I guarantee we're going to be at Hooters having some beers. Come join us. And they're like, oh, we can come? I was like, of course you can. It's Hooters. Everybody's welcome. And then we got the call. And then I was like, okay, obviously I don't care enough about these title fights. I'm ready to cancel. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, UFC 274 is all right. I mean, it's okay. okay. I mean, it's not like it's got, like, three titles on the line. I mean, like. It's only just two titles. Yeah, I mean, that's. That's like so UFC, like I don't know, two hundred. It is something. funny, man. These 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 you know, these pay per view lineups. I know that a lot of people complain now about the fight night cards and how you know watered down they are. But we talked about it before. But I really do think this is a product of everything being under the ESPN banner. You no longer do you have to worry like, hey man, we got to make sure Fox has a sick main event. You know what I mean? We got to make sure uh, you know this has a no. You just put all the biggest fights on the pay-per-view. So while I, while I understand and I get it for people that want to say on the average week to week, you know the cards are a little bit watered down or what have you. The, the the flip side of that is the pay-per-views are absolutely stacked now, and this is this is no exception. I guess before we get into the pay-per-view, did you? Uh, well, I don't know if I should tell you. If, well, I'm kind of probably laying out to it. Did you watch the Ultimate Fighter debut? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, I didn't either. I, I, I feel guilty. I haven't. Well, yet. at first they they did they forgot to send me the teaser. And then the reason I got the teaser after the fact because I was hoping, you know, because we, you know, we always talk about our coverage, you know, what we're going to do. Um, and years past, we we would always devote people to write, write about it and recap and stuff. It's not like it ever does gangbusters, right? But when it came around time to ask about, you know, how we were going to treat it this year, I said, well, maybe if I can get them to give us some video access, so that it'll make it worthwhile for people to tune into our recaps if they haven't actually watched the show. Mm-hmm. Give us something. Because even the UFC didn't really put out any sort of, like, even social media clips or anything last year. So I reached out to them, and I said, hey, you know, are you guys still send out those those teasers and stuff? And they're like, yeah, you should have got it. And I was like, well, I didn't. So they sent it. But by that point, uh, it was, like, prepping for this. And then it was just like, sorry, can't I can't, can't, didn't get around to watch it or whatever. Um, so did you guys still put up a recap or no? Uh, I think we just did a basic little something or other. But I think we're going to – if we can get something else to sort of uh, do it, I don't know if we're going to go as in-depth as, as we've done in the past. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Have somebody really watch every episode yeah. in detail, yeah. top to bottom. We talked about maybe just addressing the actual fight results and then just keep yeah. sort of a running tally of 
fight results and like what's the coaches like the like the coach numbers yeah. like who's up two to one that, sort that, of deal. Yeah, I get it, man. I mean, the in depth stuff that's something only like some hardcores would do. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, people that were like junkies, junkies about, or something it. about it. But, uh, <laughs> no. Are you guys? So are you guys gonna recap? <laughs> no, it should. You guys, you yeah. guys is me. I don't have time. Uh, no, unfortunately, we, we can't. I, I do not, to be honest with you, I didn't get to watch. I'm, I'm going to watch. I feel bad. I know a lot of people just say to hell with it. I'm not watching the Ultimate Fighter anymore. But I, stu- I still enjoy watching it, to be honest with you. Normally, I watch it uh, at home and, you know, check it out on TV or whatever. But I, I didn't get a chance to. I've so. been catching up on other shows. I, I, I just recently started a, sh- a show that's in its fifth season <laughs> called Van Helsing on Sci-Fi. Okay. It's totally not fight-related, and I like it because it's about, like, vampires and, like, Sure. Supernatural power. I'm not familiar stuff. with it, but I know this. I know the franchise. Yeah, you know, like the whole it was a movie, right? Was it a movie? Well, first? there's been movies. Okay. This is this is sort of a, a really far off play about it, but it's still the Van Helsing fighting world. vampires and stuff. Yeah. So like last like few days, I've been like binging that, catching up because it's like five seasons. Yeah. If I was like like you, I would be watching The Ultimate Fighter sure. or like other MMA stuff. Like, watch, let's, let's, you watch, watch it nonstop. I, non-stop. If, I, if I'm not working it, I'm like... <sighs> no, I watch it nonstop. I really, I I've been trying I, to watch the basketball a little bit, like the, the playoff stuff. And that, like, I was proud of myself because I can give two shits about any of the teams involved, but I've been finding I've been putting it on for like background noise or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I felt like, you know, trying to just struggle to hold on to that man card a little bit, whereas I might be losing it by my, you know, my nerd card is overtaking... My man card. Not that you can't be a man and be a nerd. You can. You can be a strong nerd. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny is, so the Dallas Mavericks are actually here tonight playing the Phoenix Suns in the yeah. NBA playoffs. And, I, you know, I'm born and raised in Dallas. I still consider myself a fan of Dallas sports. But yeah. some people were talking together, like, hey, man, let's get together and buy some tickets and go. And I was just kind of like, eh. It's like 400 bucks or something. Well, Ridiculous. that's it. I don't, I don't want to lay out like, big money like that. crazy money. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I imagine just even catching a regular season game is not cheap. No. Probably a couple hundred bucks. Especially I when you consider the frosty beverages that I like to drink, and now yeah. you're talking to like 18 bucks a pop or something. Yeah. Like, Ooh. If you're like, hey, nobody's attending, here's some free sh- free oh, tickets. But if they, if they, I imagine they don't have. If a If they roll right now, and they're like, hey, attend. man, we, we got a we got a suite, man. We got extra tickets in the suite, man. It's uh, it's it's fully catered and uh, it's all free. You want to come by? Like, I'm going. We could we would have recorded the podcast that would from the suite. That I would have did. I would have done that. I would have did that. I definitely done that, but uh, that was not the case. So I'm not going. Hey, while we're talking about t- just. Real quickly, while we're talking about TV recommendations, uh, uh, the return of one of my favorite shows this past week on HBO Max, Barry. Oh, Barry yes, I saw that. It I finally I came back. I, I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, my God, it's back. I don't watch many, t- listen, I don't watch many TV shows, but I happen to ha- to see Barry, uh, yeah. and, and, and I love it. And it's, uh, what is it, Bill Hader is the guy that stars in it? Like, I yeah. just always, I thought he was funny on Saturday Night Live, and I think that's why I gave it a shot to begin with. It's, it's a just whole like, other level from it's, what it's, he was in. It's, yeah, it's totally different. This he is never, he like, I mean, he was funny on, on like, Saturday Night Live and yeah. other stuff, but, like, he shines yeah. in oh, this he, show. He's, like, he's, he's amazing. It, I'm going to tell you right now, if you have HBO Max or you have access on another viewing service to Barry and, and, and you have it, go ahead and start it. Because the, so the first seasons, the episodes aren't long, so, like, yeah. you could binge. It's only starting season three. You could binge from the beginning. And I would definitely recommend, like, if you just pick up at the start of season three, you're going to be like, what? in the hell is going yeah. on like you need to go watch season one and season two but i'm 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 sorry i don't i don't give tv recommendations to us because i don't watch much tv but i'm saying barry and i don't know if i finished season two now that i think about it because i was thinking this was season two. Oh well let me tell you what happened Here, no, 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 no 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 <laughs> but even the characters i love the side character i can't think of his name like the the bald-headed dude oh hilarious oh god i forget what his name is but it's, it's 
It's Ali Alkazi is, I believe, his name. But is no, that, no, no, <laughs> that was a UFC fighter that I thought looked like him. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, no, fantastic show. Yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about that, but you're right. I saw that, and I was like, oh, man. Good, good, good. It I'm was glad awesome. I got the HBO Max again. Oh, HBO Max is solid. I, def- I, I definitely get my money's worth out of HBO Max. So. I like it when they do the, the movie releases every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, where you can watch them concurrently. Can watch, yeah, because that's how I end up watching Batman, I think. Mm-hmm. It was on HBO Max. I think that's the one that did it. But because it was did. still in the movies, yep. but yeah, it was on HBO Max. I was like, "Dude, this is awesome!" You know, I wa- I was gonna go to the movies, and but then I was like, "Man, get out, go to the movies!" And I was like, "Oh, you have to leave the house." And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then Intermediate was like, well, "We're not doing that. We're not doing that." I mean, unless we really, really have to. And I was like, "That's not the movie we're gonna go do it for." I did go see, uh, gosh, what is it with uh, Michelle? Uh, gosh, what should I, Michelle Yo? No, uh, but the, it's what is it tomorrow? Everywhere, everywhere, every time. God, I'm terrible. But that movie, I saw that. And I left to go see that in the movies, and I thought that was really pretty good. fucking. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. It was out there though. All right. Well, there's our there's our TV slash movie. Yeah, record. there's that movie. Oh that wait, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. I have not seen the movie. I don't even know what it's about. Yeah. But the title did stick in my head. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, man, it has a really really weird t- title, but uh, yeah, it's out there. But man, it's uh, it's really good. I mean, it boils down to a relationship movie. Uh. You know, but it was really, really good, and lots of fucking really cool, fun martial arts and fun little stuff. In oh, it. it's got martial arts in it. Yeah. Oh, now we're talking. All right. Uh, listen, just to give you a heads up on the other MMA that is out there this week. Bellator 280 is happening in France. Ryan Bader and Czech Congo in the main event. Uh, Yoel Romero is there in the co-main. Uh, Melvin Manhoff did fall out of that. But Yoel Romero is facing Alex Polizzi at this point. I'm looking on the MMA Junkie schedule page. It says, still says Melvin Manhoff. I mean, <laughs> I used to make sure these things were like up to date, but I, I don't know. I guess nobody does that anymore. Well, well, you know what I mean? It's not quite as reliable as a page as it used to be at one point. I don't know what might have changed over there at that staff. But anyway, that's that's the key ones over there. I don't even know if I feel comfortable reading the rest of this lineup because now I, be, if I see the Bellator right? 280 co-main isn't even correct anymore. I guess I won't be using the MMA Junkie schedule page anymore. Not that everybody Ooh. else shouldn't make their own decision to do whatever they want, but Ooh. I'll just say I can't vouch for the accuracy anymore is all I'm saying. All right. Also happening, 2022. Trying to get me to have more conference calls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Strike that last part for the record. Uh, 2022 PFL three uh, is on uh, as well in Arlington, Texas. My mom is actually gonna, going to attend this one because she wants to go see the women fight, including uh, Kayla Harrison. Uh, will of course be in the main event. A massive favorite over Marina Magnakina. Uh, obviously, she's going to be a massive favorite. Anything. I did have a, an interview with Kayla Harrison. Uh, I'm sure. Many people might have seen the little clip where uh, I kind of busted her balls a little bit for saying that uh, she wasn't really interested in talking to the media, and it was like 7 a.m., and I had to no, wake up. No, it wasn't up. media. It was just you. That's what it I was thought. Just me. I thought she said <laughs> it was like, just you. She's like, I don't know even why I'm doing these <laughs> interviews. I told Ali I don't want to do them, and I was like, oh, well, I'm glad I woke up at 6 a.m. to do it then. It was, it was pretty good. She's funny. I, I, I am a big Kayla Harrison fan. I know a lot of people don't like her attitude, but, uh, you know, to listen, she to me. I, first of all, a I love her attitude. Like yeah. she literally, if, if you see her in the gym at American Top Team, it is hilarious because she talks more shit than anybody in the gym. Yeah. It's nonstop shit talking, and that's just who she is. And that's why I, I have a little fun with her. Anytime we do interviews, we kind of go a little bit back and forth a little bit. Um, but listen, when she talks about greatness, and she talks about this, this is a two-time Olympic gold medalist. So when she's yeah. talking about being the greatest of all time and doing like. This is not somebody that just, you know, came in and was like, ah, yeah, I'm going to 
No, she's been an athlete her entire life de dedicated to competing at the highest level. So when she talks about being the greatest ever, I think it's off-putting to some people. But understand, like, that's the attitude she's had to have her entire life, man. When you win an Olympic gold medal, you have to have that attitude. So I would just – if there's anybody that's put off by her, I guess maybe I get it. But try to understand where she's coming from as well. Some people just hate winners. You know, some people just hate winners. I hear you. Because they, they, they look at a winner and they see their fault, their own faults, and mm. then people – Sometimes I want to lash out at that. So she's not busting your ball when, when you guys are in the gym working out together? She's not busting your balls? She, no, she no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. She's always, she's always I mean, talking to you. when you were in there rolling when I'm, when and when stuff. I'm in, when I'm ATT, like, really putting my grind in. Yeah, and she's, like, yeah, she's like, oh, that's, yeah. the, she's like, that's the best you got. Like, you know. Man, how does she do that, man? I know, and I'm I mean, like, I'm you like, figure you know, she sees you there like I'm every like, day of the week. I'm like two know. hours in, you know what I mean? Sweating, you know, putting my grind in. Staying late after practice, you know. She's okay, no, listen, I've been there on a couple times filming something, <laughs> and, I've, and, I've, and I've seen her talking trash, and it's really funny. It makes me laugh. No, I haven't worked out in a long time. Thanks, cold coffee. I'll quit talking. I'm just doing my Kayla. I'll quit talking about your schedule page now. I'll quit talking about me. <laughs> uh, but listen, the way that sets up on Friday, so, I mean, I know you, you'll probably want to watch the weigh-ins and the face-offs and all that, but it, it, for some reason you got Friday off from work or your, or your work doesn't matter if you have some stuff on or whatever. But uh, the, the Bellator card is in Europe during the day and then PFL is at night. So you can kind of watch, you know, you can have a full day of, of high-level MMA over there. And then, mm. boom, Saturday we get into USC 274. So uh, we're going to have a lot of two-screen watching, for me at least, yeah. on, on Friday. But – I do like the Fridays. I do like the Friday. Well, that's going to be a tough one because it's right in the time when I'd have to be editing and other sort of stuff. So I doubt I would do it during the morning. But I love it those Friday night like evenings when there's like a Bellator event or some other event. I do too. Because then I'm then I'm into it because then, like the morning was good. You get your kind of you get you get your whistle wet a little bit with doing the morning stuff, and then you still got the evening. And then yeah. when you're able to get the fights on the Friday nights, I do like those. I feel like if Bellator would. At point, at one point, Be I felt like they were, like every Friday, and just stay on Fridays, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just stop trying to cross, you know. And no offense to them, like like like, hey, try to cross promote or you know, going against the UFC's time. It's like, you know, I'm gonna watch the UFC one, but by golly, if you were putting your shit on Friday night, I would be watching every one of them because I, I have my Friday nights free. Listen, man, I I know that they can't go, and, and I get. It, and UFC says the same thing, but obviously the UFC is the leader in the industry. But you know, yeah. everybody goes like, look. Dates are dates. you got to get what you can at the arena. You can't be worried about everybody else's right. doing. But you know the UFC ain't doing Friday nights. You right. know it. It's not happening. You would own the so airwaves. just own Friday night. I completely agree with you. I don't, man, dude, I don't it, like, get it. You know, again, and I'm not taking this as an insult to Bellator. Again, I know some of this has to do with their TV partners and the broadcast partners yeah. and all that. But let's be honest. If you're going head-to-head, -head, there's very few opportunities yeah. where you're going to be able to keep I mean, even close to the amount of volume and traffic yeah. and, and discussion. And you're just, you're just getting buried. I mean, like <laughs> he said buried, <laughs> and he buries people. Uh, I mean, outside of, I mean, and, and and like you said, that's no slight to Bellator because we've even, even said many times this year, maybe not many times, but there's been the few there's handful been a of times where the Bellator's, the where the Bellator's been the better. Been a couple. It's been the better fight night to watch. Um, but that being said, in terms of the general people possibly getting somebody to turn on their TV and watch it, UFC's got the name value. I mean, you're, you're going to get your diehard Bellator fans that want to watch it that are real deep. Like, people that watch or listen to this show are going to be the kind of fans that will turn on the Bellator because they understand the players involved, you know, the right. fighters, what's sort of at stake 
whereas your general population of something that's just like, hey, what's on TV tonight? What what am I going to maybe turn on and see? If they see there's a UFC, somebody might be like, okay, I've heard of that before. I'll turn it on. You know, right. that's they talk about that on ESPN, you know. I'm sure, you know, they might talk about Bellator a little bit or PFL and all this other stuff on ESPN, some of these other ones. They do but talk about PFL a little bit because it's the broadcast. I don't think the they ever talk but, about Bellator. You know, but it's just nobody ever, you know, they never – it's just why why make it harder for yourself? And if you know there's an opportunity – and maybe it does boil down to the fact of they can't get the as many arenas as they want on, on Friday. Right. Maybe there's other obligations going on with that thing. That could be a good concert and night or something. It, and, 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 and that stuff all does factor in. Like, it's really yeah. easy to be like, just take Friday. We're like, yeah. bro, that venue wasn't available on Friday. It was already taken. You know yeah. what I mean? So those things do factor in. Or, you know, Showtime had a championship boxing event on Friday, so they wanted us to go on Saturday because they didn't have anything on Saturday. Yeah. Okay, I mean, and Showtime's the one paying the money, so they get to make those decisions, but – and it's tough too, you know, especially when you know maybe, maybe when it comes to say the the powers that be, the investors, the people that are putting money into it, some of the big players involved, and say even with like Showtime and some of the other ones, people have established that Saturday night. I mean, granted, there's Friday night fights. People associate that a lot of time with Saturday boxing. Saturday night is all right for fighting. Saturday night <laughs> is all right for. That should come up with a song about yeah, that. Somebody should. Somebody should come up with that. Uh, so I guess if I wonder if that's another counterpoint is that they're like people understand that Saturday night is a night that people are expecting to watch fights. So they're like, why try to introduce or, or reintroduce another night as a night to watch fights yeah. when people know that Saturday night there's going to be nights of fighting? But that's a tough one. You just I guess you just got to kind of pick your battles. But I mean, they do they do well at some point, and maybe at some point they're like, you know, we don't feel we're number two, so we we, we want to go up against them. Right. You know, I mean. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it seems kind of silly, but, you know, if that's their point, you know, uh, and they're going to stick with it. But you know, uh, what's going to be interesting to see is, and I haven't heard this, because we know that one championship signed that deal with Amazon. We know that yeah, they're going to be do, interesting they're gonna to do 12 events. I wonder what night of the week they're going to do. I wonder if they're going to uh, be looking at Saturdays. Slot. I mean, it's going like to be U.S. prime time. Prime we know that. Like yeah, eight? U.S. prime time. Eight East Coast, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully not that tip. Boy, I will say that, man. That the Bellator product runs late, too, yeah. man. It runs late. We'll see. Well, I mean, the, but even the one, they put on a lot of fights in a night. Oh, they do. I, I don't mean, know. Like, they, well, that's the thing. We do. You start at 8 o'clock and you have, like, 15 things counting, well, like, Muay Thai and, like, other stuff. See, that's the that's other thing, That's a long too. night. We didn't get many deals about that one championship. I'm trying to set up an interview with Shatri Sitsitong now to maybe get some more details about it because we don't know. Like, all we know is that they have 12 shows on Amazon. We don't know. Does that mean – 12 like premium level shows does it mean like 12 maybe developmental type shows does it mean 12 of the things that you're doing right now where yeah. it's muay thai kickboxing submission grabbing or is it or like is it three muay thai fight nights or, yeah, yeah is you it, know it could be like six mma fights. we don't know that yet it, what, yeah. what if what if the 12 shows are just like it's four mma it's like contender right. series or something it's four fights it could be we don't know that yeah. yet we don't know that yet so we don't have all those details yet hopefully we'll we'll get them soon so uh, like I said, trying to set up an interview with Shatri, uh, maybe uh, sometime next week, so we'll find out. But uh, a lot going on, man, a lot going on. Uh, but, of course, right now, this week, the most, uh, the biggest event uh, is USC 274 Oliveira versus Gaethje. It's why we're here in Phoenix at the Footprint Center on Saturday night. Main event, of course, highly, highly anticipated lightweight title fight. Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje and Cole Coffee. I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I, as we sit here on a Wednesday night recording, as we always do, and this will probably be the same on Thursday night, and it will probably be the same on Friday night, and it will probably be the same on Saturday morning. I have zero idea who's going to win this fight. Like, I 
feel so torn and unconvinced. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you say, ah, the fight's 50-50. But really, you're, you, you know, you, you kind of mean it, but but you don't. You're like, ah, oh, I'm leaning towards this, but he's got some chances. Yeah. I mean, again, we try to keep it real, so I don't think I've, th- I've thrown that out a lot. But when I, when I see a fight where I literally can see either scenario happening, because a lot of times you're like, well, if so-and-so can keep it standing, but you're like, but there ain't no way he's going to keep it standing. Yeah. You know, you know, hey, if you could just keep Habib away, he might be able to knock him out. Right. Yeah, but that ain't going to happen. I am so torn on this one about who's going to win. And uh, I did my, my weekly uh, kind of pick slash betting breakdown with Justin Barrasso over at Sports Illustrated. That will come out later this week. But I'll just give you a little tease and just say, like, I guess if I'm gambling, the idea of being able to get Justin Gaethje as an underdog of any kind. Now, he's not a significant underdog. But the idea of being able to get underdog money on a monster like Justin Gaethje yep. is pretty exciting. Um, the idea of betting props that this thing ain't going the distance, I, I like that a lot too. Yep. Two finishers. Yep. But yep. in terms of saying, John, you've got a gun to your head right now, and I need you to pick the winner, or unfortunately I'm going to have to pull the trigger if you're wrong, I'm just like I'm just crying. I'm crying and I'm saying – Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> dude. I think this could go either way, man. I will tell you, uh, I had a, a solid pick that I picked when I put it on my staff picks. Today, I changed it. After really? today's media day. Okay, I, so I hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I saw the media day before I find out. I saw the media day. Charles Oliveira came in looking good in his suit, blonde hair looking sharp. Yep, yep. Teeth looking solid. Teeth, teeth on point. On point. Came in confident. Doesn't talk a lot. Never really yeah, does. Right, right. Swagger on high alert, just good. All right, so I saw that. I saw Justin Gaethje come in, looking relaxed, looking comfortable, feeling like fighting in Arizona, feeling like not fighting Habib, feeling like it's destiny. So reading what I saw today, you initially picked Oliveira and you changed it to Gaethje. Correct. Okay, 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 okay. And even listening to Rose, Rose was – I had I was already starting Ooh. to lean to Oliveira. Yep. And then uh, hearing Rose talk, I was like, okay. Because Rose, Rose was saying that Rose he's was on like, another level. He said he's on another level right now. And, you know, I had told myself after the last Oliveira, I was like, stop betting against Oliveira. Yes. And so I was like, I'm not going to go against Oliveira on this one. And then listening to Justin today, but also – there was something about Charles that, it, that I I think wouldn't have swayed me as much as if, you know, he'd said everything like what you said. Like before, I didn't feel like a real champ till he defended it. You know, was much more hungry, was much more this. And then today was this, oh, no, I mean, I'm the champ. I have been the champ, you know, when right. I did this. And it felt like his mentality had switched a little bit. and Feeling himself a little too much, Feeling maybe? himself a little bit. Feeling, I'm, here's my suit. Here's my teeth. Here's my this and this. Things that I'm very happy for him to be able to, like, be able to represent and do. Because he's still giving back. I'm not saying, like, if, yeah, he, yeah. if you don't have more money, buy some shit for yourself, of course. Yeah. But the whole – there was a – I felt like the hunger now was being replaced by the hunger to appear a certain way. Yeah. And enjoying the benefits, which is good. So it just makes me wonder if he's still as hungry – and then looking at Justin, which, by the way, I should say he still does a lot of great things with charity. He still yeah, no, and I'm, so it's not like he's just like 
No, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I and that's the thing. Like that's the thing that you do as you're when you're a champ. You're now you're now you're giving back. Your focus has changed. Yeah, you're giving back to your community. You're doing you're doing all the right things. But, but you love to hear that attitude of like, no, I still got to prove myself every time. Like, yeah, I still, like I'm still as hungry as I ever was. I just like I still. It was he was not that. I don't. And I, this no, sounds wrong when I say like he was more humble. It was just. Yeah, it was hungrier, and he was still just like like he was striving. How many times have we heard like the champ say that things have changed once they had the belt? Because they were always working so hard and striving for the belt, striving and going and working hard and getting back in the gym, getting this, and then how it changed yep. once they had it. They lost that. They lost that carrot because they already got there, and now it was on them to keep motivating themselves. But then at that point, now if you're like now you're at a point where you're making more money than you ever could, but now you can do the right things. You're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your family. You're giving back to your community. That's great. Do all that stuff. But while you're doing that, you're not back here grinding like you were doing right here. And now you got this guy Justin, that's like, he sees the end goal and the and everything that he said is right. I mean, it's like. He's not, you know, everybody's trying to come at him like he's uh, Khabib coming in there and he's this as dangerous dude. And while he has crazy, crazy weapons and, and the same reason why I said I wasn't going to bet against Oliver again, he is not Khabib. He's not. And, and what I, you know what I will say is this, too, and it's going to depend on what quotes you read, on what part of the interview you listen to, but I think you need to listen to all of it or try to at least. And, again, we're getting the uh, – uh, you know, usually you're getting little clips. You're not getting the whole thing, right? But yeah. I like the fact that he said, you know, because he brought up that whole thing about, you know, he's quit before. He's quit before. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. so you still think that's true. And he did say, no, 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 no. Like, look, he's done better. Yeah. Like, he's shown, the, like, all of it. Because that's what How people say. it? The boy's became a man or something. Yeah. But, that, but, like, but he said oh, the quit is still in him. The quit is still, still in there. It's still yeah. in there. Yeah. And I can get that out of him. And, and I like that because – you know there is this 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 narrative, and again, that the it's it's not a fair narrative anymore. But it is true. Charles Oliver has clearly yeah. quit in fights before. Now we're talking about eight years ago. You know, yeah. we're talking about a long time ago. But I like what Gaethje said. Is like, no, I, he's done better. He's shown character. He's become a man. He's like, but it's still there. Yeah. He's still made a conscious decision to quit in a fight. Yeah, and it's still there. Yeah, and I can be completely wrong. You know, I had told myself before, don't go against Oliver, and. You know, I'm still waiting for recognition that my, my vote switch is going to get switched or whatever. But I don't know. It was just something about today. And and, I, and and it was honestly, it was after Rose. Rose, for some reason, to me, was like – and granted, any teammate, anybody that's been in the gym with somebody is going to talk up their, their teammate like that. But there was just something You could tell when somebody's like, oh, no, it. he's looking good. Yeah, she wasn't blowing hot he's, air. Oh, no, no, he's looking good. Yeah. Like, that's, oh, he's looking good. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. no, he's looking – no, she was like, I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. You know what and, I mean? When and, people and are like that, she convinced me. I mean, she 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 made she was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for me at that point because I was I was definitely on the fence and I was considering just watching Justin. But after that, I was like, can't go against what Rose. I was like, Rose sold me. <laughs> I uh, I dude, I'm with you. So I, you know what? So that's I kind of feel the same way. Like, but then again, I just go to the fact that Charles Oliveira needs one. One second to catch you. Like, yeah. he's got – and this is why I said my break. His now, look, powers is it's, improved. It's, it's his not, striking's oh, improved. But, but the submission game is his from everywhere. His ground on another and level. That, and that's what – you know, normally it's like, oh, that dude, don't let him get on your leg or don't yeah. let him get on your back or don't let – you know what I mean? Like, don't let him get to that one position because he's really, really good in that one position. Charles is like, just yep. don't let him get his hands on you. Yep. You know what I mean? He can get you from anywhere. I mean, look how, how tough was that fight between Poirier and Gagey. <laughs> Poirier pushed him and and got past him. Well, what did Charles What did Charles do to Poirier? It was ridiculous. When yep. you, when you, when I start telling myself that, I'm like, why did you switch your pick? 
telling you. You know, I mean, that's that's that MMA math. I like the you idea know? that you can get Gaethje at plus money. If you're betting, I like the idea that you can yeah. get Gaethje at plus money because a guy that dangerous. But I'm telling you, gun to the head to count out Charles Oliveira. I know. Can't See, do here it. Here I am. I'm going to talk to myself back out of it. I just need <laughs> Rose like, to come back in there. Poor I need Madison, Rose to sit back down. Another, you're going to send him another email? Like, I'm just kidding. Can you switch it back again? <laughs> just delete the Slack message I sent to him. <laughs> I'm like, I need Rose to come in here. I'm like, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? That's so funny. Great fight. I, I, I cannot wait for this main event. Highly anticipated main event. Co-main event, you're talking about Rose. Rose Namun is putting her belt on the line against Carlos Esparza. Uh, a, a rematch that's like eight years in the making almost. Crazy to think like yeah. this was the first title fight in the division, and now it's back again. I'm so happy for Carlos Esparza yeah. to, to make her way back here. Um, I know that you, as a videographer, thoroughly enjoyed her interview today because she is po possibly – the pound-for-pound pound greatest uh, on the UFC roster in terms of her answer echoing back your question and making sure that it stands alone as a quote. <laughs> she is phenomenal. I, She's I, a professional. She, it, it's like literally you're like, so, I mean, what does this mean for your legacy? Well, what this fight means for my legacy is that, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, whatever. It is, you know, it's, it, it's funny. It's a, it's a silly little thing that anybody yeah. that's not in video production would be like, what in the hell are you talking about right yeah. now? But it's so that... Their quote stands alone without your question being in. You ask them to repeat back the question yep. in their answer. So it's like if you ever have like somebody that's coming up when you're and they're trying to learn how to do interviews, watch her interviews and mimic what she that's does. That's right. Which is funny because you don't think of Carlos Spars as like a very outspoken yeah. person. Like obviously she's quite reserved. Because there were a lot of times, where, but, yeah, she does seem very quiet. But in that aspect reserved. of it, yeah. she is phenomenal. Yeah, you just got to ask her something that she cares to answer. Right. If you ask her some dumb shit, she's going to give you, eh, yeah. What are we talking about here? Are you talking about me again? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> Quit talking about your rumors page. Leave me alone. Uh, no, listen. She, all right. So, listen. This fight. This one is interesting, too, right? Because when I think about it, like, I'm super happy for Carla Esparza to get back here, man. Yeah. Like, she is one of the nicest human beings in the game. Yeah, I don't know how anybody could hate on Carla. She's got this incredible story that she's, like, getting married next week, which is amazing, too. I mean, cool public, you know, kind of human interest type thing of it. Um, but, you know, Rose is capable of very brilliant, very violent, very sudden – very crafty things where I feel like Carla has to grind you out, like has to, you know, just kind That's of outwork with married. you. That's oh, oh my goodness, sir, sir, I believe that is inappropriate. Has to do that to you, and. That's t I feel like that's tough to do against Rose because she's got you yeah. know, she's got the length, she's got the striking, she's got jujitsu that you know I, I think is good enough. You know we'll see. It, it, you know it wasn't the first time around, um, but I feel like it's, she's on a different level this point. Like I feel like I mean obviously any two fighters you know seven and a half years later you know two totally different yeah, people compare at your own risk right. Yeah. But especially. Especially Rose, she was a baby the first time. She around. Was. A baby. I mean, it's, have you gone back? Did, did you go back and watch that fight like ahead of this? Because it was like no, but I, I mean, uh, I've, I've watched it o multiple times yeah. over the years, you know. And you're right. I mean, like she literally, I felt like we watched her grow up. I mean, in front of us, she was. She looked like she was like 13 the first time we saw her on the scene, you know. And now she's, you know, full fledged double. Well, champ, champ again for the second time or whatever. Yep, Two-time champ. Uh, it's it's just amazing to to see. But yeah, I mean, to think that they're going to be the same fighter. The thing is about Carla. I mean, what worked for her then works for her now. She's just more adept at getting it. She's she's maybe not more well versed in being able to work the fight to get into her strong points. You mm -hmm. know, it was where before I wouldn't say that she was like a one-trick pony. 
but that was like her thing. She was just very, very good at it. But now, I mean, she's more she's adept at standing up and striking. She does very well in that point. But you know, is this going to be a fight where she wants to try to just say, "Hey, let's let's go strike, let's go toe to toe, and see who's striking's better"? That would be a bad mistake. That would for not this be a good choice. Fight, you know, no, I listen. I to me, I, I I lean Rose in this, and we bro we talked yeah. about this one on the betting preview as well. I do lean Rose in this, but it's another one where it's like. I do feel like it's not wise to count out Carla because, yeah. I'm again, I'm so happy that she's got back there. You know, does she have some? I mean, I mean, first of all, she won the first time around. Second of all, does she have something extra special lined up a week ahead of her wedding? You know, is there something yeah. extra, a little going on? Which, hey, look, sometimes those little things can be the difference, you know? Um, I feel bad counting her out, but I, I do feel like Rose is the pick to make here. I think so. I mean, I think that the one that would have been one of the close ones, kind of like a Rose, but not quite – was the Marina Rodriguez fight. Oh, I think yes. that was when everybody was like, oh, okay, yes. this is this is along those lines of, like, Rose, like, uh, if Carla's going to have a chance against, you know, Rose, she has to be able to beat her. Right. And she did. And she did. You know, so, I, I mean. I counted her out of that one. I don't. I think I did as well. Yep. You know, so that's one of those things. I mean, like, she's she's developed so much more, and she's she's not afraid to stand up there and, and and strike with somebody but she's also you know she's just better at setting up what she needs to do and when she's able to get somebody down on the ground i mean her control of somebody Impressive. on the ground is just Impressive. it's amazing i mean it's Impressive. amazing she literally lays on these i mean she's able to control like she's like a heavyweight you know with these women she she wrestles and controls like somebody easily a weight class higher than her on some of these girls. She's just super, super strong when she gets down. She has a great way of balancing herself and making herself really heavy and controlling the fight. And, uh, you know, granted, that would be tough in this one too because Rose has a lot of dangerous weapons from on the ground as well. But Carla's just smart, man. She's She has a way of doing it and kind of controlling the limbs and just, you know, making it, I guess, at times sort of a boring fight. But boring fights win fights. That's right. You're you racking know? up and rounds. There's nothing that says that a win has to be. I'm so like this win isn't going to count if it's not exciting. If you're still dominating, you know that's that's dominating. They if, still if put you, that belt around your waist. Yeah. If somebody can't get up, you know we we've had this discussion over and over. You know, like sometimes when the fight gets boring, you know, and somebody's just clearly dominating some on the ground, and the guy can't get up, or the gal can't get up, and everybody's like, stand him up. I know. Or, that's or, not their job. You, when, their job no, is to get up. When a fighter looks at the ref for a stand up. Yes. That, to uh, me, is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, hey, the, what, are we, what are we doing me. here? I'm stuck. Right? I can't get up. You know, oh, I'm bored. I'm bored. Well, then get up. Yeah. Then get up. Yeah, I, if it's so boring that. for you, just make that position I stop. I hate that. So I, I, I guess what I would say here is this, that I think Rose is the right pick. However, I would not say count out Carla. Like, yeah. hey, bet your mortgage payment on Rose. There's no way Carla has a chance. Like, I think this is more interesting than I think maybe a lot of people are giving it credit for. So uh, intrigued by that. But – of course, the fight that I think everybody's intrigued by, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Uh, absolutely, uh, you know, phenomenal lightweight fight with question marks, of course, man, with absolute question marks. Um, you know, Tony Ferguson, you just can't deny the losing streak is there. The, the lack yeah. of results are there, and, and, the, and the rough results are there. Um, and a lot of underlying anger issues. Okay, so are there? Was going to get to that. <laughs> uh, okay, first of all, a year away. I think that's a good choice. Good choice for, for for Tony Ferguson. Hopefully, the mind is rested. I will say that he got in saying, you know, I, I made all the changes I need to make. You know, I had some bad, you know, some bad energy around me. I was getting some bad advice around me. 
Um, so I've made some changes, and I feel confident in what I've done. And so it is all again. It's always nice to hear somebody address that there's an issue that needs to be fixed. I, it, it's uh, it always concerns me when you're like, yeah, well, you know, just things could have gone the other way. Duh, duh. No, no, no. He's like, no, there are issues, and we need to fix them. So I'm fixing them. I like that. Um, but then, uh, and I guess it started with me bringing up the Dana White privilege thing, which I was just, you know, it, it, that was a comical moment a year ago. I yeah. thought it'd be kind of funny to revisit and. He, he, he did not like talking about that. He was yeah. like, "That's that, you know." And, and and I don't think he was mad at me or anything. But I think right. I think that term has taken on something more. Like whereas first, like I felt back then because we all laughed when he first said it, right. and I thought it was a, a fun little like uh, I don't know. Like, he, like first of all, I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, everybody laughed. But yeah. I thought what he was saying was, you know, oh, this dude got you know this got this guy got special treatment and of course Michael yeah. Chandler came in today and was like well I am Dana White's favorite fighter you know so he, he admitted whatever um, but then you can see but then that's when the anger started coming out right and, and, and then Tony started really laying into the fact that he feels like he's been mistreated he feels like he's been put out he feels like he hasn't been given the same opportunities although then when pressed on it he did say he doesn't plan on going anywhere he wants to stay with the UFC he's, he's, he's the, he never wants to fight anywhere else so I don't know I, I mean again I know it's always difficult to completely understand. And, I, and, again, this is coming from somebody that likes Tony a lot uh, as a person, covering his career over the year. I mean, these, these are people that we – this is – you know, we, we've been covering somebody for a decade. You can't help but start to feel some affinity for them, right, get yeah. to know them. But it is hard to, to figure out what he's saying sometimes. And I don't know exactly what to take out of his out of his pre-fight scrum today. Yeah, it was weird. It, it felt like at – you're right, because the first time it got brought up and he brought it up, it seemed like – he create, you know, he helped create the joke. We're out, so we're all in on the joke with him. But in this time away, at least in this moment, the joke didn't become a joke for him, and that was something that uh, represented what he holds against the UFC right now. The decision for some to get favoritism over others, you know. Whereas before he said it, and it was kind of like, you know, hey, hey, this is, yeah, man, this might be kind of funny, but yeah, some people get this shit. It's kind of bullshit, but whatever. We can laugh a little bit about it. But at that point, yeah, I mean. When he started going off, I was like, okay, here's a guy that's sort of jockeying to get released. You know, he's. I was ready for him to say, you know, right. so I've asked for my release. Yep. You know, I want to fight this out. And then when he didn't and was like, like you said, wanting to stay, I was like, man, this is really a weird – I'm not quite sure because all the words he was saying makes it sound like he's very upset at the company to the point where they're holding him back, they're hindering him, and they're affecting him to be able to make the pay that he wants to make. Yes. He wants to go do boxing. He wants to go do pro wrestling. If he wants to go and do all these things, and this did throw in, by the way, that he wants to play baseball as well. I don't know how good he was at baseball, but this might be a little remember, late to break into the major leagues. I mean, you see him carry bats and, and baseballs with him all the time. You know, obviously he's got to be good if you're carrying bats and baseballs with you totally. all the time, you know. Um but at that point, I mean, I thought, I, I mean, <laughs> I felt like he was he was at the point he was just getting ready to start calling, like, Dana White like a motherfucker at some he point. He did call him a drug dealer, which <laughs> if you just – so his his uh, metaphor there with drug dealer was that, like, the drug dealer will give you a little something for free. And so that what we're saying is, like, you know – and I think what he was referring to was, like, discretionary bonuses and little thing where they, where they throw you a little cash yeah. here and there. So the drug dealer gives you a little something for free and you're hooked on it. And and he was saying, you know, they they sprinkle you a little. At least that's what I understood for him to yeah, say. When he called sense. Dana White a drug dealer. That's what I understand he was trying to say. And you get enticed by that little. Well, the drug dealer is going to give me a little a little something. Right. I mean, it was. 
I appreciate what he was saying, and I appreciate his uh, his uh, sticking to his guns and saying what he meant to say. It was a lot of powerful shit, and it was like, you know, we don't very often hear a fighter, especially on a media day, kind of go at the UFC, and good for him to do it. You know, I mean, I mean he has multiple contra- uh, you know, multiple fights left, according to him, on his contract. You know, um, certainly not the kind of thing you want to do if you're angling to renegotiate your contracts, you know, but still... Um, you know, I respect him for, for sticking to his guns and, and saying that he's upset at the way things are happening. But, you know, he's got to understand that that same, that same point, you know, a contract is a contract. You're not going to get that changed while you're still under contract. And if you are, you certainly don't want to go guns blazing and, and put him on blast unless it, your goal is to get released and get released, you know, well, from that's the what's obligation. Trying to do. I, I will know. say this. And without going too far into things, but but people that know us know us. Part of that did speak to me where he was like, I just want to be able to go do these other things. Like, these are things that I like. Let me go do them. And I was like, I get you. You know what I mean? Like, like, it was so close to my own situation. And I was like, dude, I totally get where you're coming from. You know what I mean? So that part of it I totally understood. But then again... So are you trying to get released? Are you trying like what right. are you trying to do? And, and maybe that's just it. Maybe he doesn't want to get released. Like I do want to fight here, but I want to be able to go pursue these other things in my life. Because it really, honestly, it was funny as he was talking to. It, I was like, bro, I relate to that so much. You know what I mean? Um, but but still, again, then, then Tony has kind of a meandering way of doing things, and I don't know yeah. what the ultimate resolution is. And what I guess it really boils down to is it all boils down to back where is his head right now? Because yeah. because listen, man. If, I mean, Tony's still dangerous, even at this point in his career. I get it, man. His last couple fights, he's looked diminished. There's no way you can say that he doesn't. Um, but, but you look at the last three fights, yeah. Darius, Oliveira, and Gagey. Killers. Killers. But that's the thing is that Chandler's a killer too. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, you know, if, if, if Ferguson's fighting number 30 on the roster right now, I probably don't worry about it as much. But, like, dude, you're still fighting the most elite of elite competition. So, I don't know, man. It was, it was interesting, but it's always tough to tell – where Tony's coming from, you know yeah. what I mean, and exactly how it's impacting him. I did. I, I I was really surprised that he wasn't angling for his release. The way the way he started and the way he ended were very very sort of felt like two two polar opposites of where he was trying to go. But I, you could definitely tell he had a lot on his mind. I think he just got to the point where, you know, he was. I think still a little confused himself as to what he wants out of it. You know, you know he wants to be able to do these things. He wants to pursue different things. Um, but he also understands that, you know, it's going to be tough to make the kind of money that you're making. True. Being able to do all these other kind of things. Say They say, okay, cool. You know, we're going to let you go. You want to go do a little pro wrestling thing off to the side? Okay, that's not an MMA fight. That's not boxing. That's right. whatever. Go do something. But if you think you're going to make some crazy money and if you know, what if you get injured and then you, you put some other little, well, now you're delaying yeah. your time and then you're going to make yourself further from the top. I mean, it's tough, but like you said, I mean, everybody wants to be able to make a living and make what they think that they're, what they should be making. And he's a talented guy. He's physical. You should be able to try to do some of these other things. But, you know, if that's what you really want to do and you really want to do these other things more than work for an organization that you feel that is maybe sliding you, ask for your release. And then if they say no and they keep dicking you, then really go hard at it. You know, he was, the way he started that interview it made it seem like he was going hard. He had made the decision to go all in and 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 say like the UFC is. I hate everything about him, you know. Yep. 
And it just, it was weird because he kind of flip-flopped it a little like, bit. like, no, I want to stay here. Then he was like, I want to stay here. And it was, it was just, that, that made it confusing because the whole first part of his interview was about how he was very unhappy with the way they did. And then a lot of that points back to, like he said, the, the Dana White privilege. Because there's only been, unless I'm mistaken, there's only one person that's ever been able to go do other little side stuff and fight while still under contract. I mean, Moswell did the thing, but he was out, he was out of contract at that point, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Askren was done. Who's the only person that's ever been able to go do a little boxing Conor match while McGregor. still Adam? Just a little, is. just a little boxing match. Just a little boxing match, you know, and make millions, and millions of money, and that was the crazy money that changed everything for Connor. It's funny, man. So, uh, so how is that not Dana for, White for anybody that, that hasn't seen it? I did the worst interview of my life the other day at the airport. Uh, so I got a chance to speak to Dana White for about seven minutes, uh, but basically. It was kind of scheduled for right about when my plane was boarding, and then we, everything was running a little bit late, and things usually are running a little late with Dana because obviously, you know, they try to squeeze people in, but they end up taking them a little bit longer or whatever. Uh, and anyway, like literally, as I'm talking to him, my, my as we join to do the interview, like Group Four is already boarding on American Airlines, so I mean they're already like halfway through the boarding process, and I was really, really, really scared that I was going to miss my flight here. Uh, so the whole time I'm talking to him, I'm like half paying attention to him at most because I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to miss my flight. i got to get this done. So anyway, we did talk a little bit about the boxing, and it was kind of funny. He, he gave the thing like, oh, my God, I'm so over this boxing thing, whatever. And I did ask him, like, do you ever regret, like, doing Mayweather McGregor, you know? Like, you know, that kind of opened the door for all this. Like, do you ever think, like, oh, man, maybe that wasn't worth it because now look at what this monster we've created. And he's like – you know, and he, I mean, obviously, he's a, a, a master promoter and a master of everything. He's like, well, no, nah, the difference was everybody wanted to see that fight. Like, nah, nobody's clamoring for these other fights with, yeah. with Canelo, with Tyson Fury. And, I, and look, there is some truth to that. Like, it is crazy when you go back to it, like, how many people were talking. Like, I remember, like, how many people were talking about Mayweather McGregor, and we're like, why are we even talking about this? It'll never happen. But it would not go away. Like, everybody kept talking about it. So he is accurate with that. Um but it is funny because, like, now I feel like, yeah, they did it one time, and now everybody's like, what about me? And, and, what about me? And they did a huge involvement. You know, like, I think – I don't know if I've ever heard numbers of what the UFC, UFC's take was in that. But if you remember, everybody was assuming the UFC got a piece of the pie. Yeah. I wanna, but, dude, I, and the UFC's PR. They had the UFC PR people helping yeah, yep, on the event. Yep. Like, so there were staff helping – I want to say the UFC got like fifty million or something, if I remember. And then, like you said, they had, they had the staff helping. I mean, out. like it, there was a huge involvement by the UFC in that particular one. So, I mean, granted, if that's the threshold, you know, if they're saying, well, you know, if there's enough money, uh, but if it's about, hey, this is the biggest event that's going on. I mean, it did have everybody talking about it. I mean, it like, I mean, USA Today, you know, love them to death. That place that you used to work for. Um, I remember that place. <laughs> You know, they even were involved. You know, it was like everybody was paying attention to MMA. More my family off guy. to the side. Yeah, I mean, you know that Sports Illustrated. You know, <laughs> well, I thought they just did swimsuit editions. They do other stuff. Oh, so that's enough for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so that I mean, that was just weird. and It was different, but I mean, I, it's it's not hard. I I can easily see where if a fighter's in a position where they're like, why am I being controlled when others in the past. And even recently, seem to be able to kind of do these kind of things. Why do some get the yay, the yes, and others don't? Why can't there just be a blanket 
this is what we this do. Is this what is what we do, and this is how, if you want to do something else, this is what needs to happen. You know, in this, man, this goes into, which, by the way, we Joe Lazone was asked about, you know, he's spoken out previously that saying, look, it's going to be tough for fighters to unionize, and he's dead right. He's like, it's just hard to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. It's almost impossible. But, you know, it is true because – now, obviously, this is not the contracts that we're seeing in the UFC, but when you look outside of the UFC, when you look at, like, bare knuckle and you look at, you know, some yeah. like, they're signing individual contracts that are like, I'm exclusive to you for this sport, but I can go do these other things. And, and most of them have, like, a first right of refusal. Like, if you have an event and you need me, okay, I can't go do it. But if you don't have an event, I can go do another sport in another organization. And, look, the UFC is going to fight tooth and nail to ever allow a clause like that to be in the contract, but – you know, if there was any kind of collective bargaining or if there was, you know, a manager that wanted to try to push this so that his group of athletes could get this, I think that would be the way you go about doing it, right? It's like, look, I'm not saying I go fight MMA for other people. Of course, like, you are the lead dominant MMA organization. But if I want to go, you know, why is it okay for me to go grapple, but it's not okay for me to go box? You know what I mean? So well, because the grappling's on our network where we're going to make money off of that. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> Can I box on Fight Pass? Yeah, for 10 and 10. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, it's, it is. I mean, it's tough. I mean, uh, you know, and maybe the fact that, you know, once people are – one, it takes an organization to be open to it. But I think also, too, you know, maybe there's some sharing of knowledge of what is being worked into these contracts over there that is slowly making its way into other people that are having contracts with those organizations. And then, in turn, those organizations are more open to it. That doesn't mean that somebody didn't try with their, their fancy lawyer to get the same sort of clauses in with the UFC contract. Right. UFC just probably said no. Oh, of course. They're, I appreciate your I appreciate your input, but no, you know. Take it or leave it. That's take it or leave it, take it or you leave know. It. But, but it's something it's something to maybe work to in the future. So yeah. uh, big moment for Tony Ferguson. Uh, Shogun Hua versus Event St. Pru, uh, kind of the, the rematch that nobody was really expecting. Uh, OSP started things off. I did think it was kind of funny that uh, he did say he was kind of open to maybe skateboarding to the uh, to the octagon for the <laughs> – I hope not. The famous gif, of, of course, of uh, Shogun slipping on the skateboard and getting knocked out. I, I thought it was funny. I, I did like the fact that he knew what it was talking about, like – I did kind of go out on a limb there and thought, oh, if he's never seen this uh What if he didn't? Maybe he just he thought, he saw, No, he said he saw uh, it. He's he? like, I've seen the clip like eight times. <laughs> he's like, it's crazy. Uh, that was funny. So, uh, And then Shogun, of course, uh, Shogun, first of all, saying, look, it's this one and one more, and I'm done. Um, just said he, you know, not really sure what the last one will be, what the last opponent will be, yeah. what, the, what the last location will be, but the end of an era – and it was funny because uh, Sean Alshadi asked him about, you know, kind of fights that meant the most to him. He talked about his pride career. And it was great because I asked him, I was like, was 2005 the greatest single year for any fighter in MMA history? Because, you know, that's kind of the, the, the debate that people have. The argument is probably 2011, John Jones. But it was so great because Shogun, who, you know, we know speaks a little bit of English, but always uses a translator in, uh, in, in the media because he wants his quotes to be right. Uh, answered in English matter-of-factly like I believe it is absolutely I was like that is so great just cracked up man yeah. it uh that's funny I mean like man Shogun Henderson uh oh I remember when gosh. I saw that fight I was I was literally like I just saw the greatest fight I've ever seen yep and uh but I remember after that fight I was like man if I never see these guys fight again thank goodness because they just literally almost I felt and like how I long just watched them like die <laughs> it was a while yeah. ago but man, and here he is still doing it. And uh, man, I, I just, I just don't want to see him go out there and just get uh, completely just 
pummeled and manhandled to the point where I feel bad that he's out there. You know, I mean, I have a lot of fond memories of watching Shogun, and of I, I, you know, if it was monster. in Brazil, regardless of the fight, whatever. I mean, I would like to see his final fight or fights. You know, like if this card was supposed to be, this fight was supposed to be in Brazil or whatever. Um, I would like to give him that. I mean, I think giving him OSP as possible last or next to last fight is is it's not nice. <laughs> it's not a nice fight for him. Oh, you couldn't uh, find somebody older. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, uh, granted OSP. I mean, I mean he's not destroying dudes as much as he has in the past. But uh, man, I, I just you know. <laughs> Maybe maybe the universe will put me wrong. I just think it's going to be a bad night for Shogun. I just don't want to see that out of some of these guys that have earned uh, a, like a proper send-off. A proper send-off. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of boy, putting but it. But you just – boy, in combat sports, you just don't get it, do you? You really don't. There's you just don't get it. Like It's I, just, you know – I always say, like, I, I, I wish uh, Big Nog would have retired in Brazil after he beat Shab. Yeah. I wish Vanderlei would have retired in Saitama after he beat Stan. Stan, yeah. Uh, I mean, those are the moments, you know, where you're like, yeah. It's, when you put a date on it, you put it. You know, it's funny. So talking about, it, like, I talked to Joe Lazon um, earlier in the week about it. We did a, we did a like a video interview or whatever, like a Skype thing or whatever, um, before getting here. And I asked him about that. He was like, dude, because I was like, he's not sure. He said, look, this may be his last fight. But I'm like, don't you want that proper send off? Like, don't you want? You know, that week where everybody's talking to you with, like, loving reverence and, you know, like, oh, hey, we know it's your last one. What's the great? And he was like, nah, I don't. He's like, because honestly, like, I feel like the minute you put a date on it and an expiration on it, like, you've already lost that fight. Like, like what are you pushing for if you already know that's your last one? You know, and I was like, I guess that, I guess I can see that. You know what I mean? Like, you wait until the fight and you see. So, uh, I mean, when you're when you're five months out of being three years away from the octagon. Yeah. I mean, like, he had, like, when you ask him and he talks about, you know, being out there cornering and doing other things, he had switched his role. He, yeah. He, in a sense, you know, had sort of self-retired without really fully just putting the cap on it, you know. I mean, good on him to want to come back out and do it, and I think it's a fight that he knows will be fun. Um, but, man, uh, I don't know. I've always, li- I've always liked Joe. Um, it was a good fight, but, man, I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings about this fight because both guys I really, really like, but I'm also at the point where every time I see, like, just like in the Shogun, guys that you were really respect and you're thankful for everything they give him, you're like, man, please don't this, let this be one of those fights where it's just really, really bad, where bad I feel for bad for watching it. At well, some point, you just feel bad. You're like, man, why did I watch it? I should have, like... The, the you know, car- if we if we don't watch, will they stop booking it? <laughs> so the the card opens up, of course, with Lazone versus Cowboy Cerrone. Again, I'm an unabashed Cowboy homer. You know, yeah. uh, Cowboy's always his been mentality one of my- was great today. It, it was. And, and yeah. should say by the way, if you watch if you watch the scrum and you wonder why did nobody specifically ask him about retirement? Yeah, PR came in and said, "Listen, Cowboy's on his way. He's made it clear he's not answering any questions about retirement. So just FYI, if you ask about retirement, he's not answering." Yeah. So that's why nobody asks specifically about retirement. But I thought he addressed it without addressing it. He did. It can it, it it in sneaky ways kind of came out. You know, which is good because you know, it's not like we weren't going to sort of ask about it, but I mean, I feel like we've been doing that the last sure. 
few fights, you know, I think that's maybe at a point where he's like, Come I think on. that's why he didn't want to hear about why it. Why he didn't want to hear about yep. it, you know, because that's what we've been doing, you know. So it wasn't any really heavy lift for anybody to kind of not do it, you know. And it's and and, and we could have. I mean, you it can. wasn't like yeah. they're like, don't ask it. They're like, he's just, just, he's not gonna just heads it. up. Yeah. He's not going to ask it. And what's the point of just, you know, saying something, knowing that? Because then at that point, you just feel like you're just trying to poke the bear. And it's then at that point, if you shut the fighter down. It's a completely different scenario, but it's yeah. the reason, like, the next time I see Colby Covington, I'm not going to ask him anything. Like, yeah. I, I asked him once. He did the whole thing. I tried in Vegas, pre-fight and post-fight. What's the point? Yeah. At this point, what's the point? At that point, like you said, I'm just poking the bear. Yeah. Different situation, but same thing. If you yeah. know he's not going to answer – What's the point in asking? Right. And if you play along, and, and by play along, I mean, you, when you know what the fighter is hoping it goes, and then you, you ask around it, it still eventually came out. But yeah. also, he was in, it gave him the space to get into other aspects and other areas of his head where if we weren't just drilling the same ass stupid questions about, is this going to be the one? Is this the one, Cowboy? Yeah. You still get scared. You know, it... A simple question of asking, you know, uh, you know, are you going to be happy to be in front of fans? So if, for anybody that hasn't seen this, this is funny. It actually came out my interview with Joe Lozon, too. They were scheduled for April 30th, one week ago, right? Um, they moved it to this week. Nothing was ever said as yeah, why. Joe actually told me in the interview, he was like, here's what happened. He was like, Cowboy reached out to me. He was like, hey, just to let you know, I'm not fighting in the apex. He's like, I'm fighting in front of a crowd. He's like, so I think we should just text him and tell him, like, we're moving the date. And Joe was like. All right. And so they basically just texted. Joe uh, Joe on told me they texted Sean Shelby. Cowboy said he texted Dana, but whatever, the same thing. He's like, basically those two guys were like, hey, we don't fight at the Apex. We're veterans. We fight in front of a crowd. And they were just yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. And he said Dana yeah. didn't even answer, and they just got new contracts with the new date on it, which I thought was great, you know. It made complete sense. But, but, as you, but the, what you were alluding to was so the powerful thing that you've probably seen at this point is when he was in tears talking about fighting yeah. in front of his son, which – I, obviously, as a dad, man, I get it. I mean, obviously, they're fought in front of my son, but that connection to your son and, and, and letting that son know, especially if you know this chapter of my career is almost over, but I want my son to experience what it was like for his dad. And you know what I mean? To, to yeah. do that. If this is the last one. To finally granted, see the recognition in yeah. his eyes of like, oh, yeah. that's what all this has been. Because when, you know? when the music goes down and the kid rock starts to play, yeah. I mean, people go crazy. Cowboy is one of the favorites of, of all time. And and for his son, at four, it's going to be tough for him to remember. But he'll, but he'll, ha he'll, he'll have, have like, a little snapshot. He'll have, he'll have a little snapshot in his head, yeah. and then he can go watch the tape and be like, oh, yeah, I remember being there. You I was know? there. And so yeah. it was cool. So the emotion that you saw, that, that powerful clip of, of Cowboy, who is like, you know, the macho – uh, you know, to, to let himself – and then he fought back the tears, but he also let himself feel that emotion and admit oh, the emotion. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool. So he, especially as a dad, man, like to me to, to see that, it, it was pretty amazing. But as you said, like even just, you know, before that, like when he was just talking about like admitting he had been kind of half-assing it as of late and not putting in what he needed to put in and go all in. And I, I don't know. It's Again, I'm a Cowboy homer, so just, you know, let that yep. all be colored by that knowledge. But I thought this was a really, really good Cowboy Serrano. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just a wonder, wonderful display of emotion and just uh, humanness that everybody that everybody could that everybody could relate to. Sorry for that. Sorry, yeah, that we're, trying to, we're trying to we're trying to mind ordering <laughs> beers at the same time. I mean, time. we just keep it real. We're like, we're yeah, 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 glass yeah, full. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like we like you like, said, like we were like two dogs trying to. <laughs> Yeah, 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 uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you said, like I don't have a kid. I'm not a father. 
Um, but like there as was far something as, I know. as far as I know. <laughs> um, there was something about just seeing somebody that is such a tough and just you know. Yeah. Thank you very much. The, the, the like mainly individual yeah. being being able to be a human being and share those emotions and just being able to see what that meant to him. It was just super powerful. I mean, like you'd have to be a complete robot to not be moved mm. by what it was. It was it was it was amazing. I mean, and like you could you could have heard a pin drop in the mm. room because as soon as he started getting into his head and sharing it, it was just like like nobody breathed. Yeah. You know, it was like, are we really seeing this? You know, and it was it was super powerful. It was. I mean, this is a guy that amazing. This spent most of his career just being like, oh man, I don't know. I just go in there and fight. You know I what I mean? Time, we just I do, you know? When he told the story about how he almost lost his life, cave diving. You know, remember got lost and then didn't think he was going to get his way out, but then Absolutely, he fought through. I remember through that. His He's like, "Well, I looked down and my oxygen was almost gone, it was and the I realized most graphic well, story. This is going to be it." So I just <laughs> thought, "Well, it's been a fun life," and you're like, "What?" I mean, this guy is about as tough and wild and crazy as it as it there is. You know, led led such an amazing, interesting life, but then to not be afraid to show emotion and something that clearly means the most the most important thing to him. He wasn't talking like, I can't wait to get a win and try to go for the belt. He's like, I want to go out there and see this and see the recognition in my son's eyes of me going out there and understanding this is what my dad does. This is what all this time when he says he's going to Vegas to do his things, this is what it means, yep. you know? And it was so, so powerful. It was just like, holy shit. Like, Pretty it's as real as it gets. It's you know, that was, I mean, it was... It was amazing. I mean, I think we could all learn a lesson in how you could properly handle yourself and share something that's going to actually impart some real emotion and knowledge onto people about what something really means to something. You could tell me, yes, this fight means something to you, and that, yes, I'm going to be able to provide for my family. But if I'm going to see you there and you tell me how it means to you and you literally can barely control the emotion because... Powerful. You're sharing like what it means, the bond between you and your son. I, it was powerful, goosebumps. Like too. goosebumps. Yeah, man. It was it was unreal. And yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, go back and watch it two or three times. It was super, super powerful. Super it was powerful. it was incredible. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I wish more people did. Not because we know, hey, it's going to get clicks, but it's no. just like that's the shit that people they think they think that fighters and they think that all these people are this these trained killers. They have no emotion. They don't whatever. And that's why when you see these people go out and give the charities, you know, these these fighters go out there and then they give back to their community. And then they're great fathers. They're great mothers. Um, they provide for their family. And then you see something like that and it's like, how can you not want that person to be like a role, role model for like today's youth or something? I mean, like, it's just unreal. It, it's it, the best. It was, it was amazing to see. It was it, it was. A, it was Oh, it was a great moment. It, it really was. It'll, awesome. be, it'll be one of the most, you know, in covering Cowboy's career, you know, with dating back to WEC and, and all that, man, it'll it'll definitely be one of the memories that, that sticks with me, man, for sure. Uh, what about crazy. the Gagey memory? That just touched on the point when Gagey afterwards. Oh, I was just going to bring that up, where Gagey, it like, they were like, why are you, how are you going to, you're talking about the one where they say, how are you going to celebrate? And he's like, yeah. he's like, well, I don't know if I'll be alive on Sunday, but if I am, I'll be with my mom and it's Mother's Day. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, when he, and when he said it, it wasn't cheap. It, it didn't come across. So it, it didn't come across as cheesy or somebody just saying no. something like, "I'm ready to die in there." You know, like like when Israel Adesanya was like, "You can't beat me because I'm ready to die." You like, and you watched him say that before the fifth round of that fucking war, and you're like, 
oh, he means that. Like, yeah. he's not just saying some shit. Like, yeah. he means it. When Gaethje said that, it had that same vibe. Where he was just like, well, I don't know if I'll be alive on Sunday. He's like, but if I am, I'll be with my mom because it's Mother's Day. It was just like. And then I like <laughs> I like that where he's like, he's like, you know, someday the story will come out. Like, what I've done, you know, like, what I've done to get here, the work, the stuff, you know, like. I'm just like, man, that's that's a book I'm ready to read, mm. or that's a film I'm ready to watch. That's something, you know. And the, but hearing, like these stories and these this 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 effort and this these we say it time and time again. These fighters are putting their their blood, sweat, and their tears. They're putting their life literally into this, and you know. And sure, there's probably some differing levels of how much of each person's life they're actually putting into it. Some are going to go above and beyond. And these are two instances where they really go above and beyond, you know. When Gagey says he's going to go out there and, and, you know, who knows what's going to be. I mean, like you said, you, you kind of take it on face value, you know. And you kind of – I look forward to the day when he's able to kind of fully open the curtain and let us know everything that's been going on in his head the whole time, the preparation, the things that we don't – that they don't want to maybe share, you yeah. know. I mean, if it comes out and there's times where, you know, like, yes, I could be spending this time with my family, but no, I chose to go back to the gym because I was killing myself to crush because I needed to I needed to provide because that family that, you know, it's a, it's that set, it's the, I think it, that this is the part that I think crosses boundaries when it comes to whether you're a fighter, whether you're working, whatever, or whether you're working at a steel mill or whether you're a lawyer, whatever. You work so hard at your trade to provide for your family, but you know that by the spending time away from your family, you're neglecting your family, mm. you're, you're hurting your family, but you know there's no other way to provide for your family but to go all in, you know, and there's some of these, these all these these sacrifices. Speak to me, bro. You know? Speak, speak to me. And, and speak to me. <laughs> I know, and that's the, you know? that's the thing, you know, like, but a lot of times that's not the sexy thing to ask about at a media day. That's not the, that's not the story that a lot of people no. want to hear. You know, but that's the stuff that'll that, come out later on. The, bro, the dedication the, the, and them. Th that's that's such a realization that I've had since I jumped off the the junkie the junkie wagon. You know what I mean? The 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 the, the, the MMA road show that we've been on for the last you know however many years is like, look, my kid turns ten. Like his birthday party is on Sunday. I fly home and go straight to his birthday party. Right? He actually turns uh, ten on the twelfth, but it's in the middle of the week, so we we plan it for this weekend. And one of the reasons we plan it for this weekend is because I'm going to be gone next weekend, so we can't do it next weekend. But I started thinking, man, he's 10. You know, at 18, he's out the house. You know, I'm, you know, I'm assuming. I mean, things can change, whatever. Like, like those, he's got good grades. He'll, he'll, yeah, he'll be doing something. Those years, like, like these this, these times, like you don't get them back. Like you don't get them back. And and in yeah. fact, there's no guarantee that you even get to 18. There's no you know there's no guarantee that I make it that long. There's no yeah. you know what I mean. There, there is none. So it's like. Damn, dude! You know, it, it, it's so funny, man. These these things, and it's it, it is one of the reasons you and I have always like loved this sport so much is because we realize like what all goes into it, and the people, and the sacrifice, yeah. and all It's not just the fights that happen in the cage; it's everything that happens outside. Yeah. God damn, I'm telling you, man. So much of this stuff has been speaking to me lately about my own life and about the decisions and and all that, and and that's part of it too, man. Like, man, you you, you bust your ass to take care of your family, but then you realize if it's taking you away from your family. Is, it, is yeah. it really good? And that's the reason I want to do, like, more commentary and stuff because then I can go do trips, but I can do shorter trips. You know what I mean? And, by the way, I get an extra paycheck for it. Yeah. And, and I love – and, by the way, I love doing it too. You know what I mean? That's why that became such a, a linchpin in, in, in my whole career. And, 
Ah, oh, man. You know, it's just uh, – I don't know, man. It, it, I thought it was a great media day today, man. And it, it, it's Very a great powerful. Media, great, great – very powerful media. Great powerful fights, media. enticing storylines, but yeah. real human emotion and stuff like that. And I think that's – I don't know, man. That's what all, I really love about it too. And how about that stat that came out out of the main card? Oh, 99 uh, performance bonuses. Unreal. Between the main card. Unreal. By the way, even if that's the uh, – even if that's – if my math is right, even if that's uh, just the fifty thousand dollar ones, I think that'd be like. That's what was kind of funny. Was, it, was, it, was that Cowboy that? that said that? That was like, oh man, back then they used to be like the. He said like a hundred thousand bonus yeah. or whatever. Was that a hundred thousand? I think it'd be. Yeah, well, they had every now and then. Remember for the pay per views, yeah, they'd yeah. be like higher. But then what happened was people were like, "Well, I only want to fight on pay per view because that's where the bigger bonuses yeah, are." Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's like like I think that'd be like four nine almost five million dollars with the bonuses. So. Uh, listen, great card. Could go on uh, 15 fights. Randy Brown, uh, Chaos Williams uh, is the featured prelim. Uh, that's going to be fireworks. Uh, Macy Chesson and Norbert DeMott will actually have some, some rankings uh, playing there. Roy Vall versus Schnell, dude. Come on now. That's going to be a phenomenal flyweight fight. Uh, looking forward to that one. Andre Fialo is back on the early prelims. Third fight already since he signed in. Tracy Cortez, Melissa Gatto mm. has some real uh, – I knew you'd be a fan of that fight. That fight's hot. But uh, <laughs> I knew you'd be a fan of that fight. But it's got some real meaning in the division as well. So, yeah, it does. Uh, start, you know, from start to finish, it, it should be a good card. And uh, listen, man, happy to be back on the road with my boy. We may be doing it for different outlets, but we still get to hang out and drink some frosty <laughs> beverages and talk some MMA, and that's all that matters. Uh, didn't even – Bother to plug the Patreon, but please do that. Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. If you could leave us uh, some ratings, some reviews, oh, did, all that good stuff, we, we would certainly appreciate I that. Did, I did do a roadmap submission. I forgot there was one entry. Maybe we should while we pull it up. Well, we'll bring it up there, partner. From our boy, uh, well, I think it was, was it Brent Barnett. Because Brent actually did the uh, Brent renewed. Brent's been a long, long time, time Patreon. Brent, you're, you're an absolute stud. Patreon.com slash the Road Show. As little as $3 a month, you get access to the and a half episodes. Plus, you can just hit us up over there, man. I'm telling you, more and more social media, it's tough to reach us. It's hard to, to sift through everything. Uh, but you hit us up on Patreon.com slash the Road Show. We're getting back to you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you're joining that club. We're we going to pay attention. We're going to listen to you. But, yeah, he ended up renewing it for the full year, so we actually got the discount so you get that discount, you actually get when you, get you do it. get a discount. And uh, it becomes even less than for as little as three dollars a month. It becomes like <laughs> for as little as two seventy a month. It's funny. Uh, I forgot. Fellows chimed in. and He was just like, "Hey, I'm simple." He's like, "You just talk about stuff, and I'll I'll be fine with it." <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Mark Fellows. Who, by the way, you can follow Mark Fellows on uh, social media, bro. That dude did Vietnam right, man. He did vacation oh over God. there. He's, I'm like, this dude's, this dude's always like rolling fires. Like, he's like, oh, he's Mark Fellows better bump up your membership, dog. I, I, see, know, I see what your hotel looks like over there. <laughs> and he's always eating my favorite. He's always eating Korean barbecue. Yeah. I'm like, dude. All right, here, all right. so this is one. I know I know we are getting ready to wrap, but we'll just okay. add this one yeah. that we already started talking because it is going to come back to uh, Tony Ferguson. I probably should have brought it up when we were talking about it a little bit earlier. But um, – he did say, with Tony Ferguson facing another tough matchup this weekend, another loss would put him on a four-fight skid. Having taken so much damage and a top contender fight clearly out of reach, where do you think another loss would put him? Getting on in age, would he be risk? Would he risk being cut despite being a fan favorite, or could retirement be looming? So listen, I broached this subject a little bit in my terrible uh, pressure-ridden seven-minute interview with Dana White, where I just asked, <laughs> where I asked, um, which which one, which guy do you think has more on the line, right? Because Chandler has come in and had this you know amazing run, but he's one and two, right? If he comes in at one and three, 
do they still want to keep paying on the big bucks? Or do they think, like, whoa, this was a terrible free agent signing? I don't think they would think that because he's been in some exciting fights. He's been a part of some key yeah. storylines. I don't think that's the issue. But I thought it was worth asking. And Dana actually did go out of his way to say, like, neither one of these guys are fighting for their lives. You know what I mean? Which I thought was great to hear. Because it would be really easy to kind of bury Tony Ferguson, you know. And he didn't. He's like, well, I wonder well, if he'd say the same I, thing after this interview, <laughs> after say, today. Maybe he's like, you know what I said he wasn't fighting for his life? Well, that was on Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday. On Wednesday, he's fighting for he's his life. He's fighting for his career. Uh, yeah, no, and he did because he said, look, three losses in a row. But, you know, as we alluded to, Gaethje, Oliveira, Darius. Um, you know, I, listen, if he comes up short again, I would say maybe maybe start looking at welterweight. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that was – you know, he won the ultimate fighter at welterweight. He even kind of mentioned today like – the weight cuts haven't necessarily been great for him. So maybe, you know, welterweight. I mean, at that point, maybe you do let him try to pursue some outside interests. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, if he loses if he loses a hard fought, fight of the Close night, fight. back and forth, then I just think you go, well, I know it's four in a row, but come on, guys, let's look at the four names. Yeah. If he gets, you know, the brakes beat off of him. Oh, 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 Riley. Yeah, auto parts. Oh, it's O. I was corrected. It's O. There is a little sound at the end, which it makes sense because it's O. Instead like, of yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I was going, yeah. I know. That's why o. when you said that, and I was like, that doesn't feel right, but right. I'll go along with so it. So if it gets the brakes beat off of him. Oh, 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 Riley. Auto parts. Oh. Then you got to start talking <laughs> about something else. Um, yeah. But if, if it's competitive, I think you can still say, look, this is still Tony Ferguson. It's still former interim champ. It's still yeah. former long winning streak. He's losing to the best. Um, but if you know, if not, I don't think necessarily retirement because I think, I think maybe you give it a run at 170. What happens if I'm not depleting myself? What happens if I have a little bit more? Because yeah. I mean, look, he's, you know, when he's cutting down, he's kind of skinny dude, right? You know what I mean? Like I think he could easily build that frame up to 170 and be competitive in that division. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good division too. But yeah. Uh, but I, I think, ask. but I would at least see. I would at yeah. least see. And I and I'm with you 100. I think if 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 he gets goes out there and it's a great, you know, vintage looking Ferguson. It's a close fight, you know, and he looks great. Give him the opportunity to fight more, or or you know, give him another opportunity after that. You know, maybe see what's up. Even if it's kind of close, give him the freedom to maybe move around if that's what what's going to work. But if he goes out there and, like you said, gets the brakes knocked off him, if he just gets completely starched, maybe instead of maybe forcing him out, give him the opportunity. Maybe a, when you say release, you makes it, it makes it sound like you're completely done with it. But give him the chance to get out of his contract, pursue something to see if he wants to do it. And then if he, he's like, hey, guys, thank you for letting me out and going to try a little bit something, uh, I'd like to pick up another fight. Yeah. Then you option another fight. You well, know. I, so I look at 170 pounds right now, right? I'm not saying he should fight the elite, but let's say go up to 170. You don't give him a nobody. You got to give him a ranked opponent. But maybe you give him like so. Let's take a look at like 11 through 15, 10 through 15, 15. Shavkat Ragmanov. Eh, that's that's an up and coming killer right now. I don't know. Santiago Ponzinibbio. Maybe. He just feels so undersized. Uh, I mean, Li Jingnan. He could fight Li Jing, huh? Jeff Neal? That could go bad, depending on the hands. I don't know, Kiesa man. would be tough. Magny's huge. I don't know if I'd want to see him at 170. Oh. Hmm. Can he do Bantamweight? <laughs> Can he go feather? Bantamweight. Can he go feather? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I, I, I mean, like you said, he is a fan favorite. They've given a lot of fan favorites a lot of uh, leeway. I mean, 
Cowboys, another one, but Cowboys, a fan favorite on a whole other level. Yeah. I think people respect and love what Tony's been able to do, but uh, uh, the level of fan favorite is it's it's on a different level than what Cowboy is. And we'll see we'll see we'll see how much of that speech gets back to the drug dealer. Yeah, and that, I mean he he certainly didn't do himself any favors with that one, but um, who knows? I mean, again, if if Tony is coming out there and he, and he puts on a great performance, I'm assuming we're going to see plenty more Tony again. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't. I don't know if, if retirement is the right way, but I would say maybe give him the option if he wants to be released. Give him that option. Give him the freedom. Don't hold your gun to him and say, I know we have two more, three more fights. You know, sorry, you're either with us and that's it. You know, even with BJ, you know, they tried to play hardball on right. BJ and they weren't going to let BJ go do something else even though they didn't want they didn't want him to fight in the UFC. At that point, they literally were putting uh, the kibosh in him making a living. You don't want to see anybody – Hold somebody down from making a living. I mean, somewhere. would you go uh, maybe go you know 165 at Eagle FC? You know what I mean? Like, you know. I I think Tony would do really good at Eagle FC. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's not that I I'm saying that like, I don't want to see him fight somewhere. I want to see him be able to do something. I just don't. I think at the level fighting, right like now the, the, in the, the UFC, killerist of the killers. I don't think he. Whether you put him at 170 or whether you put him where he stays at right now, Tony. I, I, I like Tony. I just don't think Tony's going to be a champ. Man. Unfortunately, I think you're right at this point. I think that's fair. I think it's a fair statement. I hate to say it. Uh, and that's like it. I mean, so statement. I want him to be able to do what he needs to do to, to make paid. a living and Fight, get, paid. get paid. Let him have fun. You know, if, if, he's, if he stays competitive, then obviously keep giving him fights. Yeah, yeah. But if it's at a point where, you know, he's meandering sort of through these fights and he's not looking great, Give him the best possible way to keep making a living and save face. Don't, don't hold him and not let him fight somewhere else. Um, don't unceremoniously just get rid of him either and just release him from his contract. I mean, at least cut him. Release yeah. him. Let him go do go his thing. His but then, thing. like, hey, if you want to come back, bro, you always have a home here. That's cool. You earned that, you know. But that's, cool. that's a tough position. That's a tough, tough spot. Tough position, man. It's a big night. It's a big night for Tony Ferguson. But, I mean, it's it's gonna be a lot of questions gonna get answered on how, where his, where his mindset that, and where, where, how well he's still faring up in this in this division. Boy, it's funny. As good as I was feeling about this card, as we start talking now, I start thinking about, you know, Lozon Cerrone. I start thinking about Shogun. I start thinking about Tony. Like, it could be a very sad and a half. Well, <laughs> I know I know you don't watch the uh, MMA, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, spinning backlook anymore. What is that? But I'm we sorry. started. I'm not, I'm not sure that. <laughs> you know that show you used to host. But the guys were talking about it, and they all started getting depressed, thinking about how it could be the end of the days for anybody. And they were like, man, remember when the UFC used to brand events? that They they like, we could call this UFC 274 depression. Because oh. <laughs> everybody was getting depressed <laughs> thinking about a lot of the fighters that this could be the end of the road this, this Saturday. You know. Well, we all know there's only one proper way to deal with that. Drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go do some of that. Maybe meet up with some of the other guys in town. Uh, listen, truthfully, 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 uh, even as we now work for different organizations, we still enjoy coming together and uh, chatting some MMA. So we appreciate you guys uh, always giving us support as well, especially those of you at patreon.com slash the MMA Road. So that means a lot. But regardless of uh, whatever you're doing, we just appreciate you uh, tuning in. So thanks for listening. We'll